This is the guy, Wayne Labrie, who didn't give Kelly Taylor a shot on the Monday noon. Man, I'm done midget. I need to figure out where I can get a spot. So I went through the teams and started making calls. Like, hey, do you have your goalie set? We're like, we're set, we're set, we're set. And then it was my very last call was Kindersley. And they're like, we're set. And I was like, fucking kidding me? Like, Wayne Labrie was the coach. And I was like, grasping at straws, man. I was like, I can't just sit down by myself. I was like, well, do you have any like spots open for like a fourth liner? And he's like, what? And then he didn't even understand what was going on. He's like, didn't you just ask the goalie situation? I said, yeah, but I, I like, I'll come and fight. And I said, if there's ever a time you tap my shoulder and I don't fight, you can just send me home. And this guy was like, taken back. Like, what the fuck is going on right now? What a big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to Twirl 185 for the Monday Nooner podcast. Our pod, as always, is brought to you by the King of Trucks in Rosetown. Well, actually, the whole mainline automotive group with locations in Kindersley, Salvi, and Manitou at Watchers. All of the King of Trucks bring you the Monday Nooner podcast. Twirl 185, it's me and the Bearcat and a special guest co-host filling in for Belter, and if you're wondering what Belter's been up to, uh, I think he got his tonsils out about three weeks ago. So it's a slow grind back to the uh, fast-paced podcast life for uh, Belts. So, Barry, we got a special guest with us this week. Yeah, awesome stuff here. Sean Stefan, the rusty shovel, has joined the Monday Nooner to uh, co-host this week. It was funny because I think you said it was like... Uh, make a wish thing to, to come on and do the nooner. Or I was going to say, we could have teased it. It was like, you bought it at one of those small town auctions, like a, a silent auction <laughs> chance to host the nooner Steph, What's up? Let's go boys. Ready to go. This is like getting the call emergency backup goalie come down to uh, Maple Leaf gardens and uh, go shut out the, shut out the Leafs for the Carolina hurricanes. Here we go. That's right. The uh, the step up this week. So you had about half a day to, to prep or three quarters of a day to prep on this. So expecting some good stuff. Our last guest co-host had about 30 minutes. That was uh, Chris Babbing. So we'll see how you do with the extra time. And I was just talking to, I was talking to you earlier, Stefan, and I was saying at first I thought maybe we should get you and Malcolm Vanstone 2020 Geomatics in together for a dual guest co-host. But I realized we don't have all night, and we know that uh, Malcolm can be a little bit long-winded. So we figured we'll maybe get him him on his own show. And Barry and I were talking off the air. We might get him pre-Briar to do some handicapping of the uh, Regina Briar. But you've got the solo spotlight uh, this week, Stefan. So you don't have to worry about living in Malcolm's shadow. Well, don't worry. We're I got not- a AI... Uh, ad read for uh, for 2020 geomatics here, so that'll add to the time of the pod. Let's uh, let's start with our titles title sponsor and what they got going on. The King of Trucks, Rosetown, Kindersley, Watrous, Southie, Mainline. Let's focus on the Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep side. No charge diesel. 
on remaining 2023 Ram 2500 and 3500 HD trucks. That's like $9,400 off right there. Looking at the Manitou Mainline Chrysler site right now, you can check out all of their sites. It's almost, boys, it's almost Jeep season. They're starting to post Jeep pics because and it's been a winter that you could really kind of roll a Jeep 90% of this winter so far. But I'm looking at this 2023 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon. That's like the truck the truck one it's kind of like what donnie your end drives <laughs> big half truck jeep guy does it have a uh, three foot by three foot next level hockey consulting sticker on the back or is that a donnie special <laughs> that's a donnie special big supporter of the next uh, next level guys okay so that's that is king of trucks rosetown kindersley they have the gm stores then they have the Chrysler stores in rosetown watress and the new one in saudi you talked about last show do you want to go to that yeah, last show uh, recap, not only is it almost Jeep season, I'd say right now we're actually in the uh, heat of hot tub season, right? Stefan's a hot tub guy. Barry's a hot tub guy. I'm the only non-hot tub guy here uh, in the group. Stefan, what's the perfect hot tub season for you? Oh, spring and fall. Big hot tub guy in the spring and fall. It's not too cold. I got to go down to my second level deck to get onto the hot tub. So you don't want to uh, freeze your tail off getting in and out of there. So, uh, and you don't want to have to wear the hat toot combo in the, in the hot tub to keep your ears warm either. Uh, Arctic Spa, Regina and Saskatoon, big supporters of the Monday Nooner. They got tubs in stock starting at like $9,000. Go into any one of them. Tell them you heard it on the Monday noon. You're probably going to get more of a discount. So you got to you got to walk to get to your your hot tub. I'm when we reconfigured the deck and sunroom, I made that shit really quick with the swivel TV, so you can watch a little bit of sports from the sunroom. But last night I'm sitting in there with Gabby, having a father daughter like hot tub, talking about hockey, watching some hockey, and I got the tunes going. Freaking Bluetooth speaker dies middle of Shenandoah's greatest hits. Just getting buzzing on that. Disappointing, disappointing. So it's my Arctic spa. Do you have an Arctic spa? Because you can control everything from your phone. Oh, smooth. Shannon Doe's greatest hits. That must be what, three or four songs. So halfway through two dozen roses and a bottle of wine. Oh, hey, uh, hidden classics. <laughs> last show recap. Mm. Speaking of hidden classics, uh, country singer Brett Kissel. You had a little one-on-one with uh, Brett Kissel there on the last show. Big oiler guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he was our last episode. And then you, you saw the concert, right? You were at the, uh, at the yeah. Brett Kissel show at the Conexus. Really good. You like, right. He's an energy guy. He's, uh, doing, you know, he's bouncing back and forth and interacting with the crowd. I was just, I kind of figured he'd be that nice of a guy. And, uh, he gave, uh, Gabby and Alexa, we got through old, our buddy Abby there. They got a little meet and greet action and he was so fun. And they were like, Oh, we play in the U 11 rebels. Hey, first ever girls team. Sure. Shit. He mentions it in the concert, like an hour and 45 minutes later. I don't know if he was guzzling. I don't know how we remembered that. And he brought it up and I'm like, that's classy. Probably wrote it on his hand. <laughs> Something like that on his set list. Maybe. <laughs> did he come out for your Friday skate? Did he come out for your Friday skate? No, no. He, he may kind of made it clear that he doesn't travel around with, uh, with gear so no he didn't he, I, uh, I forgot about that part with all due respect to him i've seen some clips of him and net and i think he would get lit up by the u11a rebels just uh 
to be honest, but good sport for sure. I actually had a text after that show from a uh, farmer. Ask yourself, why wouldn't a guy be a speckled park guy? So there are some other uh, speckled park cattle owners that uh, were tuned in to that show with uh, Brett Kissel and our last show recap. You can go back and check that one out wherever you find your podcast. I did, Monday podcast. I did like he went in depth on the uh, cousin Patrick Steffen uh, missed Oilers uh, goal game. I was actually at that game as well. So we were standing up to put our coats on and we uh, looked over and all of a sudden the puck was going the other way. And uh, yeah, then they had Marty Turco and UC Jokinen win for the stars in a shootout, but epic game. And I was at it. That must've been in the early shootout years. Cause I was almost thinking that might've been pre shootout, but that must've been the early, what year was that? 2007. No, seven. Two, 2007. Marty Turco would come out and he would he would go sideways and, and right. stop the puck. He, he would face the sideboards. Yeah. And then he would also, you had Jokinen that had that uh, reach back move uh, coming across the crease. <laughs> it's your old move. If, uh, if Stefan cuts out at all during the show, he is on Lumsden Internet. I think that's him that's a little glitchy. I don't think it's me. It's uh, Deer Valley... <laughs> Dial up old Deer Valley dial up Sean oh, Stefan. Uh, suburban. <laughs> we should have done a uh, Craven. We should have sent <laughs> should have sent Sastel out there to do a line check. You are way behind. You're speaking is <laughs> way after your. You might want to rock the the. We phone, might have. Uh, and- we might have to get Malcolm Van Stone on the line. We might have to. <laughs> <laughs> all right hey let's keep this moving or we're gonna be here for absolute absolutely ever uh sh- coming up on this one general well servicing always hiring southeastern saskatchewan they sponsor the monday nooner top 10 senior hockey top 10 uh yeah it's probably is it road band did you guys figure that out is it road band season i don't think so no i don't think so usually that's april know. it's it's really really cold this week later this week anyway into the 20s minus 20s we'll be buzzing out there in the patch yes and uh, always hiring huge paying jobs you can play senior hockey it's even better coming up on this show senior hockey we've got a little bit of interview with the round lake bears first nation team playing out of ochapaways first nation quick little interview with those boys i did on the sports cage last week shout outs i'm really looking forward to stefan's take a seat and shout outs if his internet gets working uh, and then our interview. Oh yeah. Other senior hockey news too. You want to give away a tarp player of the week. Our other interview, Wayne Labrie. Who the heck is Wayne Labrie? He is uh, well known in the junior hockey circle. He's kind of been the head scout. I don't know if you call it architect of these teams in Brooks, Alberta that have just been unbelievably, uh, untouchable. That's a thing. It sounds like a song. Um, That's and a yeah, no, kiss no, one's, no one's been able to to beat uh, Brooks. And then now they're moving to the BCJ and there's a whole shit storm around that. But he used to coach in Kindersley. And yeah, we've, uh, we've it's going to be a real interesting get. A lot of people are going to listen to this interview. A lot of people that never heard the Nooner, Junior A kind of guys, going to tune into this one. So that is I, the come up for, for our friends at General Well Servicing in Southeastern Saskatchewan. Make 100K like now. Easy hundred, easy hundred. I didn't, uh, I didn't know Wayne Labrie's name until the Kelly Taylor uh, clip. That is probably our most viral 
video on TikTok. I kind of forgot about TikTok. I created an account, did four, <laughs> four or five TikToks. I've kind of forgot. We'll have to get back on the TikTok. Stefan's a big TikTok guy, so he can help us maybe on this TikTok content big side. TikTok big, guy. big walk and talk guy as well over at the Rusty Shovel. It's always inventory season over at the Rusty Shovel. We will talk about, why don't we go, do you want to do take a seat now? Should we do yeah, that before the interview up, and then do yeah. the shout outs after? Yeah. Take a seat, son. <clears throat> Excuse me for the Rusty Shovel Landscape Shop. Stefan, over to you. Uh, you've got 60 seconds max to, uh, that's all you paid for. 60 seconds max to shout out the Rusty Shovel. What's going on? Well, it's less, let's make a deal season here at the, at the shovel. So as you guys uh, alluded to on the last show, I have a lot of inventory and I need to move it. So uh, pre-season, we've got a lot of stuff that's overstocked that needs to get out of here. So if you have a project or even think that you have a project um, and, and even if you need somebody to do it, like you don't have to be a do-it-yourselfer. I got like probably a hundred different companies that we deal with that would be willing to put that stuff in for you. And we'd be happy to make the connection. So how, what about shipping? So people listen to this pod kind of all over, right? Not only Saskatchewan, Western Canada, everywhere. If, if someone was maybe up Northern Saskatchewan, ever thinking about you, we you could, do you have people, do you have guys, do you know a buddy of a buddy that can get stuff around the province? Shane, you can post it on Facebook. Hey, anyone going through Swift current? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Southern half of the province is our, is our wheelhouse for sure. But uh, we've got some stuff all over the place. Uh, uh, have landscape supplies will travel. <laughs> all right. So let's go. You got, you go first then uh, with your take a seat stuff. All right. My take a seat uh, this week hates the halftime show guy at the Super Bowl. Take a seat, son. Uh Every every time there's a whether it's Grey Cup or Super Bowl, you always get that guy that at <laughs> least unless it's going to be Pantera or like whatever you're whatever you're thinking, you just hate the halftime show regardless. And, and that goes into uh, hates Taylor Swift guy, too, because it's not for you. It's not, it doesn't care if it, it doesn't matter if you're a 45 year old man and nobody cares about about that. So um, it's not for you. So take a seat, son. Nice. Excellent. I'm, I'm going to piggyback that because that's uh, kind of one of them was what I had. It was uh, and mainly guy. I think mainly guys bitch about Taylor Swift during NFL guy. Uh, people that are boycotting the Super Bowl because it's the Swift Bowl and they don't want to watch it because they're not a Swifty. Uh, those 3% of people who said they were not going to watch the game, I think it was made up for by the largest TV audience since the 60s and the moon landing, or was it the 50s? It was the biggest Super Bowl TV crowd ever. It was 150 million people or something. They're saying that T-Swift accounted for 20 million new viewers. So hate Taylor Swift, guy, girl, get over it. Actually, uh, I want to ask you guys a question. How long do you Moose think they Cock. showed? <laughs> How long do you think they showed Taylor Swift on the screen in the four-hour broadcast in time? How long do you think she was up there? Trivia question. Twenty-four seconds. Before the celebration, like game 31. time. It was actually fifty-three, but the average game they said she was up there around twenty-four seconds. 
So if you're going to boycott a four-hour game over 30 seconds of someone being on the screen, get over it. Take a seat, son. Move on. Boycott away, you fucking pigeon. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, mine aren't related to the Super Bowl. Probably could be. I'm going to have really good ones next uh, show because after Mexico, love. I can't wait to see volleyball guy, guy that just always wants to play volleyball or water polo in the pool guy. And then absolutely blacked out by 3.30 guy and girl. They've been like first time at an all-inclusive. They've just been hitting it way too hard. But for this one, take a seat and possibly should go to jail along with people that park in the fire lane at Superstore, guys that push their snow onto the street. Oh, I hate you. Classic. Yeah. Go so, to jail. Classic. Jail. Take a seat, son. What about the, uh, how about take a seat to the city? Some of the streets, not this snowfall, but the last one, there's a lot of streets. They plowed the snow up along the sidewalk and then did nothing with it for like weeks. I don't know. What's what's the play there? What are they doing there? I think they're just they're thinking, well, everything's melted so far this year. Let's play the odds. We're on a Cross heater and everything melting. It's been an awful, awful year to have an outdoor rink. Last year was oh. kind of shitty, but this year go through all that work. Ugh. So that's my only take it, a seat. I was gonna see I, I thought of a story when you mentioned Mexico. Last time I was on a trip in Hawaii, I want to take a seat to uh, no lining in your swim shorts, guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was an 80-some-year-old guy and his his things oh, were hanging out. Pass. He gets a pass. <laughs> so we're at the pool and there's like an 80-some-year-old guy who had no idea. <laughs> That his twig and berries were hanging. <laughs> He's just casually junk sitting. On display guy. Junk on display guy. Get some <laughs> line. Get some lining in those shorts, guy. It's like that sign or uh, <laughs> South Park episode of that old man's hairy nuts are hanging out of his shorts. Anything else? <laughs> Any other uh, take a seats, Sean Stefan? I, uh, I, I, that's, that's all I got for take a seat. We don't want to make this segment too long and show favoritism to the sponsors. That's right. Okay. We're going to get an interview right away. We've got to give a plug here as we go along our clothing sponsor. We're not sure on what the next thing is, but we do have gear at extreme hockey and sport in Saskatoon. Little Valentine's day. Regina. Fuck again. In Regina, extreme hockey and sport down here ends place. In Regina, we have had like three females message us. Hey, I, I need a Valentine's present for my husband. Can I get a nooner hoodie or a nooner hat, nooner shirt? Dancing Bob now. Big <laughs> Dancing Bob. Dancing Bob's wearing our nooner gear. So he's all at 40. Go Let's to uh, hockey and uh, get whatever you get shirts and hoodies there. We got to talk about that quickly. So like you and Dancing Bob are like buddies now. Is that the thing? Because people are asking me, and I know nothing about this, but I think you've been uh, chauffeuring him around and going to El Dorado's with him on Saturday. (laughs) He is uh, is an interesting guy. He is awesome. Such a nice man, all that. So what started is he's out dancing everywhere, and I'm like, this guy needs to wear Nooner merch when he's dancing. So I went up to him, like, hey, do you want to wear Nooner merch? I'm like, if you want us to kick you some box when you're dancing, and he's like, no, I don't need money. He's retired. 
And I said, okay, better yet, why don't we donate to a charity of your choice? And you wear our gear. And he's like, sure. And then, he, and then right away, he's like, hey, do you got any headbands? I got a basketball game on Saturday. <laughs> This is awesome. So we went and got a headband made. We got some shorts made at Extreme Hockey and Sport Torchy. Got to give Torchy a plug. He's got the Monday Nooner logo over there. Torch did up his headband for the basketball game. Lickety split his shorts. Yeah. So dancing Bobby, if you see him out and about, give him a high five and take a picture with his uh, if he's wearing his Nooner shirt. And yeah, we're gonna we'll figure out the charity a little bit down the road here. So now that you and him are on a first name basis, did you ask him at all? Like, is he planning to run for mayor? This year is he going back into the uh, candidacy for mayor? I think he, I think he went for it last go round. Did he not? I don't remember that. And no, I haven't asked him that. It's uh, no. I know okay. a lot 100%. of hundred percent. You're right. Next time, Barry. Let next time you uh, pick him up and take him to El Dorado's. Just uh, run it by him. Bust All right. Him. Official clothing sponsor of the Monday Nooner. These are all the giveaways that we do and everything. We couldn't do it without GB Construction. Al Batters and the crew. His son, man, he loves his Nooner toque. Looks damn good in it, too. So uh, GB Construction, they move earth all over Western Canada. Amazing community partners. We love it. All right, let's get into the interview here. Talked about it. Junior A hockey fans. Junior hockey fans, SJ, AJ, BCJ, MJ. Are you going to really be paying attention to this? Heck, even you USHLers. Here we go. All right. Like we talked about, Wayne Labrie joining us. Veteran junior A hockey. There's been a coach. He's been head scout, manager, I think. Everything. Wayne, thanks so much for hopping on the Monday Nooner. Hey, awesome. Good to be here. Right on. All right. Let's get you're with the Brooks Bandits, right? The big bad Brooks Bandits. Oh, everyone. Well, how do they get these guys dead? We're gonna get down that road in a little bit. But the Brooks Bandits left the AJHL with four other teams over to the BC HL now. Call me crazy. Somebody leaked this because this to happen mid-season is bonkers. Yeah, really unfortunate. It, it, it was leaked um, from from the other side. Um, that that's public knowledge. Um, you know, nothing was nothing was signed or anything like that. It was agreed upon, as stated. Um, but to have this mid season right now, um, when when we're trying to win, a, when we were trying to win a national another national championship to to hit four, um, well, it was a little bit of a surprise, no question, but. You know, obviously the BCHL reacted uh, to get these players playing, and we were fortunate enough for that to to it just yeah. happen sooner than later. So it came; it, it was really quick, right? It was like the note: we're not doing anything, and then it's like, well, cats out of the bag, whatever. There's five of us. Let's roll. You guys are playing an Alberta schedule, and then the winner of Alberta will end up playing BC at some point at the end of the year. Correct. Uh, Spruce Grove right now, or was in the AJHL final at that time, so they were. Um, in the playoff spot. So what will happen is four will play five in a best of three. Um, one will play the winner of that in a best of seven. Two, three will play in a best of seven. Um, and then one, two best of seven. The winner of the Alberta side will play the, the BC champion in the best of three, which will be in Alberta. Um, so it, it'll be outstanding if, uh, if if we're lucky enough to to get through our five team 
group. Um, and then hopefully, obviously, everybody's hoping it's a Brooks uh, Penticton best of three. Obviously, not to state the obvious, but really important to get these guys out back playing, right? Like there's kind of some limbo there. Like, I guess just how important is it for these guys and their development and their future to to have these games and make sure that they were able to keep playing and there was no big stoppage stoppage in games? Yeah, it was huge. We, we've got four kids rated in, uh, in the NHL draft through central scouting. Um, you've got NCAA teams. We're sitting at what I think with our newest acquisition, 21 of our 25-man roster is D1 committed. So you've got all those schools wondering what's going to happen with their players. So we were getting a little bit of pressure from both sides, agents, advisors, schools. USHL was jumping in there uh, trying to poach guys. Um, it, it was an interesting two weeks. So from a step back, I guess not everybody is as dialed in on this as you and some people might not know everything going on. But just, I guess, from a base level, what was the big reason to make to make this move yeah i i think for the most part it was the restrictions of, of hockey canada the inability to bring in underage kids from other provinces it was the inability to bring in europeans and then at the end of the day just we weren't getting competitive enough we weren't evolving and when you're like an organization like ours who's won three consecutive national championships, has gone 18-0 and in the last three national championships, I think it just becomes a situation where maybe we've outgrown the AJHL. Um, and then obviously it's just escalated to this. So it's going to be a totally different ballgame now. Um, you know, instead of having, you know, five, six teams working in the league now, we're in and amongst another 18 um, that recruit like crazy and, uh, you know, our big time organization. So it's going to be a, a, a big challenge. I was just going to say in your position and with these new parameters for being able to scout, obviously, uh, that's going to change things from that perspective, right? Like you're going to, it's being a whole new world of, of where you're looking for players and how to get players. And yeah, we were pretty active before, um, for us, it's, it's a matter of, we don't really, you know, care if a kid's from Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, or Ontario, um, we're going after the best players. So, you know, we always get, you know, hammered on for that, but that's just the, the way our organization is set up. That's the way our coach and GM, Ryan Papuano, um, has built this organization to, to, to be as successful as we are. So um, now it's a matter of getting two Europeans, um, you know, that are NHL picks or high NHL drafts, um, that's kind of our focus a little bit right now. Our recruiting has gone exceptionally well to date, but you know, uh, again, until we get into the, into the league, um, yeah, we're yeah. kind of navigating accordingly and we'll make adjustments as, as we need to, but the, the rules and everything like that are totally different than, than where we were at. Where's your first European trip to? <laughs> Well, we were in Sweden last year, so it kind of started there last year with some contacts with with the the Swedes and the Norways and the Germans and stuff like that. But it's amazing from the time that it was officially announced that we were in the BCHL, all of a sudden now we've got big time NHL agents calling us. We we've got advisors calling us. Like wow. we were in a good spot before, but now it's you know 
it, yeah. it's it's crazy. It's a totally different, totally different world. Do you see? Do you hope one point there is a Canada versus USHL? The champ out of the the BCHL plays the USHL in some sort of North American championship. Yeah, like I won't leak too much into that, but I can guarantee you the BC Junior Hockey League is looking at all avenues to make it yeah. go there at one at some point. Okay. Uh maybe my last question on this one is uh do you ever see the BCHL and Hockey Canada getting back to the table and, and rink figuring this out down the road? Geez, that's a tough question. Honestly, I think with where it's gone to date, the inability to communicate the last three, four years on this, mm -hmm. I honestly don't see it. I think you're going to see more leagues go rogue like this than actually stay in Hockey Canada, to tell you the truth. And I can guarantee you there are some out east that you know, mm -hmm. will soon probably go that way it sounds like a lloyd minster marriage and we've all lived in lloyd minster right when it's over it's over it's there's no over. there's no coming back uh, yeah. let's yeah. let's get back so you as a you as a player didn't have like a huge a long career you you toiled a bit i saw with the new westminster bruins so you were a goalie a smaller like darren pang style goalie or what? yeah yeah i was yeah i was a goalie yeah i was a smaller guy for sure yeah but if you look at elite prospects it's crazy because everybody bugs me like did you play and it's like man my elite prospects is totally wrong like i don't really have anything there it was at one point i think in my junior career i contacted elite prospects so i'm like man i've played way more games and more teams than this <laughs> or whatever so long story short yeah i was uh i was in u.s as a as an 18 year old uh I always tell the story. Yeah, I lived with Bill Ranford. Me and him to this day are, are good friends. But uh, it, it, the the cup of coffee didn't quite last past the uh, past the trade deadline, and I was back in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Yorkton first, uh, Flint Flon, my nineteen year old year, and then twenty year old year with Dennis Pilon, and we we went to the league final against Notre Dame, and they were allowed to pick up a goalie to go out of province that time. Uh with Rod Brindamore, Curtis Joseph. So I got picked up to to go that route. So um yeah, I won a Centennial Cup with with the Hounds back in eighty eight. Going back a couple of years, New West, was that in the like Ernie Punch McLean days of New West? Patty Janelle actually. Ernie was okay. he came in after, but Patty Janelle uh, got the uh got the Western League job there. First exhibition game in Chilliwack was was a line brawl. Um Mike Paul and Chuck, Swift Current Indian. Um, ran the goalie in Seattle, Wade Flaherty, who ended up playing in the NHL. Um, bench clearing brawl in, in, in Chilliwack was an exhibition game. Patty suspended for 25 games, game one. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting time. We what just had it? somebody on who talked about him. Like, who was that? Yeah. A show or two ago, somebody Dennis was talking Bayak. about Oh, yeah, um, Dennis Bayak. Yeah, yeah that's with current Indian team, man. I, I remember when I got sent to the SJHL, it was my first game as a Terrier, and we go out for a warm-up, and they had Sonny Sodkey, Tim Bratner, like just a just a crazy team. And we had no net. They took both of our <laughs> nets. They're warming up the backup goalie on the side, and I'm literally in net with no net behind me, and guys are shooting, and nobody wanted to go to the other side to grab it because they were so tough. So it was think, insane. 
I think Darren Kimball told that story. We had a few guys tell that story, but it was always the other side. It was always the story oh, guy. Yeah. So never, yeah. never from the side that you're coming uh, from. Yeah. So then um, you get into you get into coaching, right? And uh, let's let's jump ahead to uh, your your years in Kindersley with the Clippers because that's kind of the, around the time that I'm playing junior. I know a lot of guys that uh, that you coached and and whatnot and. It's an all-time classic. What do you remember about the Kelly Taylor calling the Kindersley Clippers when you're head coach there? That's funny. Yeah, I had a goalie go. I had a goalie go down. I think it was, and then we were short some players. It was around the deadline. I had Robbie Boysen, who's from PA, and obviously good friends with Kelly. And I remember to this day because he had circled back with me about four years ago on this, and. Yeah, he had called me and he was just like begging me. He's like, hey, man, like if you need a goalie, I can play goal. Like if you need a forward, a D, whatever, I can do whatever. And I know you got a tough team and I have no problem doing what I need to do. I'm like, oh, my God, like, yeah, this is uh, this is a little old school. But uh, long story short, we didn't end up bringing him in. But uh, I remember that call. The kid was just begging me to to bring him in and he was going to fill any role he possibly could. That's so crazy. Did you had did you have Steve McIntyre? No. McIntyre was with us. I actually let him go. He was a younger guy and uh yeah, he was a plain midget in Kindersley, but you know, again, just a huge, massive guy. At that point, Steven didn't really like to to get involved. He he you know, he wanted to be a player and I and I get it, but um we had a pretty good team back then. So I ended up sending him back to midget, but yeah, it's Stephen McIntyre and obviously John Morasti. So, um, you know, two two legends for sure. Have you ever sent a backup goalie to serve a bench minor? Yeah, I have, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Michael Garnett, maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure who it was, but yes, I did. We were in, I think it was Weyburn, and we were getting a pile of penalties. And I look over at our backup goalie. He was either... Michael Garnett or Tyler Masters, and then and I said, and, and the kid got halfway across the ice, and the refs like giving me the enough, enough. So kid turns around and comes back, and I send the player over. But yeah, it was uh, yeah, not one of my prouder moments, but uh, I was <laughs> young back then. I think we heard it was Brandon. You might have to correct me if I'm wrong. Was it uh, Kurt Wickenheiser? the uh, the legend when he was coaching and he would throw uh, coins on the ice to buy a little time with the referees. I think I heard that, uh, Wayne, or you've Jesus. done that before. Jesus, you guys are really digging into the tickle <laughs> trunk here. Yeah. yeah, again, I don't I don't know where I got some of this stuff from or, you know, I, I know I was assistant under Leo Line and Doug Headley and uh, Mike Rooney for a short time in Kindersley. But, yeah, that was – I always used to do that and it always used to buy me like 15, you know, 15, 20 seconds. But yeah, I always had change in my pocket and I would always, you know, do that, uh, you know, periodically if I needed to buy some. Hey, if you're not cheating, if you're not thinking the game, right, you're not trying. I, I love every part of that. Um, yeah. You've been that. What what brought you to Brooks and, and where you've been now and, and you guys have that absolute wagon there? Yeah, after I was in the SJ, I went to the one year in Lloydminster there, and uh, it was a short stint. It was, uh, you know, to be frank, I probably shouldn't have took it, took that job, um, having a different coach and GM split. Um, so that lasted, uh, what, I think until January, and then they let me go. And, and then it was, 
my wife, my wife now was, was pregnant with our first, uh, our son. So I think it was a point where I was just like, Hey, maybe it's time to get a real job now. Um, so we, we relocated to Brooks. I got in the oil and gas industry. Um, you had a good run there for, for 10, 12 years and was doing some scouting uh, on the side, similar to what I'm doing now. And, um, when I left Drumheller, actually Brian or Ryan had reached out to me. We were kind of competitive. Uh, I was living in Brooks, but I was scouting for Drumheller, so it was uh, it was a competitive uh, relationship. But he reached out to me and asked me if I if I had interest in in, in joining him. And uh, to date, it's been a great marriage. He's he's an outstanding coach. Um, I always say he really shouldn't be in this league. He, he should be gone. He should be coaching pro somewhere but uh, obviously he's successful he's, he, he runs our program from top to bottom he's very influential in what he does so um, yeah it's, it, it's fun for me to recruit guys to to a program where I know they're going to be looked after and they're going to be uh, coached properly um, so yeah it, it, it's been awesome I've I've talked to guys a couple years older and their kids are older and other kids have gone through junior a and, and on to college and all that. And, you know, they talk about Brooks and, you know, they just have a bigger budget than, and that happens in junior hockey that happens in a lot of hockey uh, senior, especially. Right. Um, yeah. Is there just some massive boosters in Brooks or I don't know how much of this you can answer or, you know, fundraising or did, is, do they have like some sort of tunnel underneath that things are going down? Yeah. You know what, there's the stories that I used to hear, the stories that, you know, I've probably once said um, about, you know, oh, Brooks is paying guys, honestly, and, and I'm being straight up, none of our guys have ever gotten paid. They're coming to Brooks for one reason, and that's to get an NCAA scholarship um, and and or get drafted. You know, the Kale McCars, the Aiden Finks, Corson Coolidge, those kids don't come to Brooks because it's a sexy spot and it's, you know, they, they like the smell of the outdoors. Um, <laughs> they're, they're coming to, to get better at hockey and, and get to college properly. So um, back to the fundraising. Hey, we're like any other organization. We have to we have to fundraise. We have we have great corporate sponsors. I think the thing that separates us is our average crowd is twelve to fourteen hundred people a night, and that could be on a Wednesday night. Um, so you know you're bringing in you know twenty you know twenty bucks a ticket at you know fourteen plus every night for you know twenty five twenty five twenty six home games. Um, that's really what separates us from a lot of teams. Um, and obviously winning helps, um, our fans are extremely spoiled, but, uh, we got a great support. There must be probably with you or with Ryan or whatever, there's gotta be some direct links to, you know, in relationships at schools. And like you said, agents and advisors and stuff like there's gotta be, that had to have been set up years ago. It wasn't set up until Ryan Ryan got to Brooks. I wasn't with him, obviously. What has he been here? 12, 12 plus years. So I missed, what, seven, eight of those. Um, but honestly, with, with the program that he's built and the success that we've had on and off the ice, and then me coming in and our other scouting staff that we've, that we've brought, it's just gotten to a point where, hey, the, these top end agents want their good players with these top with this top team, and it's 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 pretty cool. It, it really is. Um, we're very fortunate, um, but it doesn't happen without 
Ryan Papuano. He hates when I say that, but it's it's legit. Like I could be the best scout in the world, but if if there isn't the right coach and GM and the right staff that is coaching these players, um, they're not coming to Brooks. You uh, you talked about going to Sweden and whatnot. That must lead to you know having such a successful organization. The chance for you to just travel more and see more kids, and you know have a higher travel budget than everyone else, and you get more eyeballs on kids. Yeah, it was it was a tremendous experience when we got invited to Karlstad, and you know honestly the players and the parents that 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 we took over they had to cover their flights. Basically, the organization kicked in a certain point um, after that, so it wasn't a free ride for all the players. It was kind of a you know seventy thirty type thing, but um, it was outstanding. It was a great trip. It was it was nice to see a, a different country. The the development program in, in Sweden, Farstad, um, specifically, um, it blows anything away that I've seen in Canada. And when, when I say that, when I'm there, they're like, Oh no, no, Canada, you guys are the best. I'm like, Hey man, you, we have no idea you guys, what you're doing and how you're doing it is 10 times what any Canadian province province is doing out here. The only problem is, is we've got the big population. There's is a smaller population, but from their U9 right to their U20, it is outstanding. And, and nobody in Canada can touch it. What's maybe one or two things quickly that they do at that, you know, younger age, like the novice Adam Peewee into that, that they do better that you think? The amount of ice time, the amount of concentration on skills, um, you have a U14 team that can watch the pro team in Farstad in the SHL on a daily basis. And it just goes up the ladder and they're all in one building. They all have the same uniforms. They all have custom gear. Like it's, it's a well-oiled machine and it's, and it's all ran by the Farstad pro team. And those kids are playing at that high level in Sweden for probably 70% less cost than what an average Canadian kid would play. Do they hey. play half ice? I, I, that's been a, you know, a contentious issue here. My kids went through it. Thank the Lord. Yeah. I couldn't, did, did they do that? No, no, there's this U 14. So it's a little bit older, but no, it's, it, it's all, it's all full ice, but it's all high end coaches. Um, it, it's puck touches. You know, you you find in the Canadian practices is you go watch a practice and the kid is doing all this stuff, but he never has the puck on his stick. You watch there, you watch our practices. It's all about touches, and our guys are always having a puck on their stick, or they're always moving it, and they're always at full speed. And I think that's the one that's the one thing that separates these elite programs. You kind of alluded to it, and with their population, how many players they're putting in the NHL, it, it's actually pretty eye-opening compared to what what's happening in Canada. Yeah, I, I would say we're probably third or fourth in the world, and nobody likes to hear that in Canada, but we're, we're behind the Swedes, we're behind the U.S., and we're probably behind the Finns. So, you know, that's, that's just the reality of it. Um, you know, I, I think we have some big problems in Canada, but you know, again, that's out my, that's outside of my scope and that's totally different outside my lane. Do you have a story of a, of a kid? Maybe it was in Brooks or one of the other teams that 
became somewhat successful, maybe got a full ride that you took an absolute flyer on, kind of followed the gut. You, you saw him and you were like, and then something just said, no, this kid's got something. Yeah, I wasn't a part of the Kale McCarr one, so I can't take I can't take credit for that one. Um, yeah, I think you got like an Aiden Fink, who's now at Penn State, leading leading uh, NCAA in, uh, in 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 scoring, I believe, as a as a freshman. He's one. He's a smaller guy, five foot nine. David Poyle takes him as his last pick in the NHL draft. Um, I, I think that's one young guy that I think you're going to see some big stuff from. Did you take a flyer on him at some point? Like, should he maybe not have played for you guys? Or I shouldn't say that he was a he was a good player. You know, I think the flyer one that's a tough one for us is because honestly, we really don't deal with those type of players that just aren't ready. Because we're we're fortunate enough to to just go after mm -hmm. the best and what how that stone polishes and what comes out, I think, is a totally different story. But you know, when we're recruiting, I, I'm not looking at lower end guys at all. It's all about pinpointing the top guys. This story, this would have been really good if you would have taken a chance on Kelly Taylor. That could have been the answer yeah, to the yeah, to the question yeah, right yeah. there. But it's the coach when Marishak scored <laughs> sixty, right? Well, actually, there you go. There's a there's this there's a sleeper guy. Perfect. Yeah, there's a sleeper guy. I went to to watch the Saskatoon Wesleys time after time, and guys are like, "Why is this guy here?" To the point where I'm like, man, and then I brought Kevin in. Yeah, 65, 68, got him a scholarship to Bemidji State, never ended up going. But yeah, there, there's a guy that just, man, if you're not in the rink at the right time, nobody's watching that kid. Nobody's giving that kid a chance. And he, he, he was an outstanding player for me. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Is he golf, is he golf, big golf guy still? Is pro at uh, Silverwood. Silverwood. <laughs> I actually still get. I actually talked to Tom Saratori at Bemidji State. Uh, it was less than a year ago, and he brought up Kevin Marishak. He's like, man, that kid. What could have been? What if? What if? And I'd be <laughs> interesting to see if Kevin ever regrets. I don't think he would, because he was just that type. His dad was a tremendous guy. He was just a family homebody kid in Saskatoon, but man, it well, would have been interesting. He went and played with the Dodgeland Stars for a couple hundred a night and had some Bud Lights in his water bottle. I think. Yeah. <laughs> senior well, senior hockey. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey Kelsey Minch, Looseland, same thing. Scholarship to Bowling Green. Went there for half semester and and, and came home and been a mallard ever since. What is there? Is there a guy uh, over the years? Uh, hockey organizational guy that, that you've kind of modeled yourself after as a, as a scout or a coach or yeah, just scout coach GM hockey so guy. I've a, yeah. I've had a lot of good coaches. Like, you know, you go back to the Patty Janelle, you know, Dennis Polonich, I, I think was a guy as my, as my 20 year old year that I idolized as a, as a coach that coached me and played in the NHL, Barry McKenzie in, in, in Notre Dame and, you know, then just getting involved in coaching and having Doug Headley as a as a mentor. Um, you know, Lee the the late Lee Odline in Yorkton. I, I learned lots from those guys and now Ryan, like, you know, I, I'm so much older than Ryan, but you know, there there isn't a day I, I think that I don't learn learn something to to the point that, you know, can can make me better or 
you know, evolve us as a, as an organization and just dealing with this new generation of kids. Uh, you talked a little bit about Notre Dame uh, wagon you had back there in 88. What kind of memories come up from Rod Brandamore leading that team? Any good memories uh, from, yeah, from that year? Young, youngest team to ever win the Centennial Cup to date. Um, we had like seven 17-year-olds. I, I come from Yorkton. I moved to Wilcox. And I'm in a trailer on the side of Wilcox. And there's, I think, nine of us in this double-wide trailer. Curtis Joseph was in there. Brendan Moore was in the dorms because he was a younger player. But the the big joke back then was we'd be watching TV and all of a sudden the phone would ring and the, the bets would be like, oh, what school is going to offer Curtis Joseph today? Like literally the guy had like 20, 25, 26 Division One offers as a 20-year-old coming out of Ontario where nobody even knew who he was, um, did what he did. The rest is history, but that was a big joke as guys would sit around the living room saying, Oh, you know, Oh, where's this guy going today type thing. So it was a tremendous group. It was a pretty cool group. Rod Brendamore was everything. Yeah. Everything, everything, but he says about him now, that's the way he was at 17. When we won the national championship in Pembroke, Ontario, I think was the first time he had a beer and it, it was a funny moment. Uh, he let loose and uh, it, it was pretty cool. Was he like a freak, like working out? Like obviously now everybody talks about him still hitting the gym every day and, and working out hard. Was he a freak like that as a kid too? Yeah, he he was he was the new generation of the player today. You know, eat, work out, school, work out, on ice. Yeah, he, he was a freak of nature. And, you know, if anybody deserved what he's getting or what he did and what he's doing now, that that's a guy because he – he put a lot of time and effort into his craft. What do you think about the news that CHL players or players that have played pro for a couple of years can go back and have NCAA um, availability or, you know, like, does that seem pretty we weird? Yeah. I don't know where the dynamics of that are going to go. I talked to a few NCAA coaches actually the past week and, Honestly, I think from a co NCAA coach's standpoint, I I think it'll get shut down. I don't I don't think they like it, um, and if they don't like it, it won't go through. I can't see the viability of it. Like, there's so many different dynamics. The major junior guys are getting paid. The major junior guys are getting stuff paid for. It's totally outside of the NCAA. So, I just think it would be too many too many moving parts. Um, some people stay and we'll go through, but I'm hearing the, the last few people that I've talked to lately, um, I don't think it'll go. You you guys must understand there, though, like, you know, when you, when you talk uh, in Saskatchewan or in just junior hockey uh, circles, why so many now despise you guys or just are so jealous of what you guys done have done in Brooks. Um, personally, I think the timing to move might be a good thing. You know, because you've kind of been there and, and now it's uh, that. But you guys must get that too, right? And I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of jealousy. Yeah, and I think that's the key word there is jealousy. And I don't want to come across as arrogant or, you know, screw you, Wayne Labrie. But uh, I think really I'll use a quote that Ryan always says is it's like, hey, if you don't like or you like what we're doing, but you don't like what we're doing, then just be better. And I think too many organizations start – 
picking apart the successful teams, you know, oh, this, you got this and you do this. Well, it's like you can do the same thing. You know, I hate to say it. Brooks is a great community. But if you go across the other franchises in the AJHL and now the BCHL, we are in the least amount of we're in the least hockey market in, in Alberta. Um, the southern Alberta portion of, you know, Brooks, Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, there's a low amount of players there. Um, so, you know, we're just fortunate to have a have the right leadership and a, and a great building and a great fan base. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's something I try not to worry about. I just think we just worry about what we can do and how we can get better every day. And the uh, the, the negative parts will always be there. What's your goal when it comes to hockey? You know, I think it's day to day. I think it's enjoying what we're doing. Um, I always get asked, hey, are, is there opportunities at the next level? Um, you know, I had some inquiries. Nothing's really happened yet. But, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, if, if there's a opportunity, uh, you know, at a pro job, um, I definitely look at it. I don't think I would go to the Western Hockey League, to be honest with you. I, I, I like this level. I, now that we're in the BCHL, um, it's exciting. Uh, I'm enjoying that, but obviously if there's a pro opportunity, I would definitely, uh, you know, it would be intriguing for sure. What's your favorite college hockey barn? Uh, Penn state's pretty cool. Penn state. I'm actually heading, uh, heading out to Massachusetts here in, in, in a week. Um, excited to see Merrimack Providence, a few of those buildings, but, uh, man, you go into Wisconsin, you go into Penn state, it's a totally different ball game. It's uh, you know those kids are treated like big time pros, and um, you know that's the thing. I think a lot of these kids out west are uh, educated on the on the Division One college, but if you go east and you go into Maritimes and Quebec and stuff, uh, those kids are all thinking major junior, which is great. Hey, it's a different path, and major junior serves its purpose for the right player. But um, you know some of these high end NCAA programs like Penn State. Um, you know, man, it's uh, Wisconsin. Like those, those, those are pretty cool spots. How many hockey games do you watch in a year? Ballpark. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would have to be ballpark. Cause honestly, I don't keep track. Um, you know, I, I think you're upwards of 200, 200 plus. Um, but again, it's, uh, it, it varies year to year. We have spring camps that we're putting on here in April, May. And, you know, we, those two camps are basically full right now with 200, 200 kids. Um, you know, you 15, 16, 17, 18s, two separate weekends. So we, we have a, a lot of interest in our program and kids are coming from the U S uh, you know, every province in Canada to, to a spring camp. So it, it's, it's pretty cool to see the amount of kids that are coming through us. I was going to ask him his favorite continental breakfast. And on the road so much. Just kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, Brandon. I don't actually. I I don't usually take advantage of that. I'm just usually a Tim's guy in the morning and grab a you know a bagel or something like that. But uh, yeah, the carbs you, and the sugar. Now that's uh, something I got to watch for sure. Well, I'm I'm opposite of that because if they got the waffle or the pancake maker, I'm uh, all in for sure. Yeah. I was just from a very base level as a scout. You know, say watching younger kids. Uh, as they develop, maybe a little bit younger than than where you're scouting them. But what would be the one thing you watch for uh, in an up and coming kid, or what would be one piece of advice you'd you'd give to a kid? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think for us in particular, again, I'm dealing with us is 
the ability to skate, the ability to think it, um, the ability to do it at a, at a certain pace. Um, you know, without any one of those three, I don't think you're a Brooks Bandit. And then, you know, importantly, as part of that is, is just being a good teammate and, uh, you know, now and then going a step further, deciphering, you know, which parent is going to be a good parent and which parent is potentially a pain in the ass for us. Uh, so, you know, sometimes we've had to move on from, from those type of players, unfortunately, but, um, for the most part, uh, it's a different ball game now. It's like the kids are so good. Um, eh, you know, there's better and there's medium, whatever, but for the most part, all these kids are good players now. And, uh, it's just a matter of finding the best. What's the youngest age that you start looking at kids? Well, when we were a part of that former league, which I'm trying not to ever mention um, <laughs> in, in my talks, um, I, I would go into the Bantam. I'd go into the Bantam a little bit, U17 a little bit. But honestly, now that we're in the the BCHL, it's, it's the U17. 16, 17, and and up, um, it, it's got to be a lot more. This is what we're doing today, and so much about the future. To go back, you know, whether a kid's going to be a good player six years from now, is he relevant to me right now? Um, we're dealing in a shorter time frame here, so I, I would say I really hammer in on the 16, 17, 18s. Wayne Labrie from your hotel room internet worked great or whatever you did there so thanks so much for hopping on the monday nooner this was uh excellent get some some insight on that wag and brook brooks bandits and just your brain as well yeah no i appreciate it uh, it's always good to reconnect with uh, some saskatchewan guys right on all right interview wrap up 2020 geomatics junior hockey legend Wayne Labrie, of course, uh, this segment brought to you by 2020, like I mentioned. Over to you, Malcolm Vanstone, or pardon me, Sean Staffan, for the 2020 read on behalf of Malcolm Vanstone. All right. Well, Malcolm, in true Malcolm text format, I'm not going to read all of this, but it comes in with, with brackets. Start with a light, inviting music bed, Boz. So that's on. that's on you. Okay. Are you in rural Saskatchewan and looking for a reliable land survey? Meet Malcolm Vanstone as his team from 2020 Geomatics, your trusted partners in land surveying, serving areas from Regina to Moose Jaw to Saskatoon and beyond. We're here to support your projects in every corner of rural Saskatchewan. And then it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And it says, end with the sound of a curling stone sliding and a soft <laughs> cheer, emphasizing the local connection. Yeah, uh, curling, uh, curling guy, Malcolm Vanstone will be our guest co-host on next show, hopefully March 1st. And then uh, we'll turn the tables and he will do the rusty shovel read next uh next show Once he hears this he's auto in he's for sure coming on oh he's got two weeks to prep he'll be uh he'll be buzzing for sure we'll have to set a timer can we show. not do here's a freaking idea can the three of us not go to Live show? A, a draw that night and just do it Patch. from the brand center up in the no do it up in like because it's not loud oh, we might be a little fun. too loud but you know uh, what? And then we can we can snibble in someone's box for freaking a bit of round one. <laughs> Steph, you know anyone that's got a box? 
<laughs> Malcolm will. Malcolm knows everybody. Okay. Yeah, let's, we'll let's have look to at, uh, let's look into that. Let's look into that. We'll have to, we are going to get him on the March 1st show, though, to tee up the Briar, but maybe the Briar is the third to the 10th. We can get boots on the ground at some point and do something. Maybe Dancing Bob will come and uh, rip it up in the patch. We'll do a collaboration. <laughs> He'd of definitely sorts. be going to the patch. Okay. The interview. Yeah. Wayne Labrie, super interesting. Uh, a lot of those stories that the Kelly Taylor one's an all timer, but yeah, the guy knows his stuff. Look at his track record and what he's done. It's uh, pretty easy. So hopefully everyone enjoyed that. Hey, uh, absolutely. And and we were just talking about the Briar, and it got me thinking of the betting, right? Because that is going to be available. I would almost guarantee. I know it is available on the play now sports book, play now Saskatchewan, it is the one-stop shop for all your sportsbook casino needs. They've got live casino. They've got the slot machines that you can play on your phone. But sports bets are kind of what we cater to. And if you do sign up for Play Now, you have to put in a minimum of $10. 10 bucks. you get 50 to the casino, 50 to the sportsbook with Play Now Saskatchewan promo code Nooner. Stefan, in your half a day's uh, research, I told you to bring us something to talk about on the gambling front. Now that football is behind us, not much going on, obviously, hockey and golf, and you're a big golf guy, so I think it's the Genesis this weekend. Have you got any uh, any contenders in the Genesis on the PGA betting front? Yeah, coming off the uh, hot Nick Taylor uh, win for the boys on the Play Now Sports Betting app. That was a good one this uh, this weekend. Fun to watch during a boring first uh, quarter football so, game. So, Nick Taylor... It's crazy. I had a buddy who uh, put seventy-five bucks on it, won eleven thousand dollars. He was a hundred and fifty. He was a hundred and fifty to one. Have a day. Actually, another guy who's a friend of ours, Barry, who's a golf pro up in Saskatoon, I saw that had him on, one. I saw had him on the one. each way. That was for twenty twenty some hundred bucks. But yeah, a guy I, I know, kind of a friend of a friend, seventy-five dollars for eleven thousand two hundred and fifty. And Nick Taylor, Kate. It, it looks so easy now, right? Steph, in hindsight, he lives in Scottsdale for the last 12 years. He's a local there. He was runner-up last year to Scotty Scheffler, finished second. Like 150 to 1 now just looks like, how did how did I not see that value? I did get in on him at 10 to 1, which is a far cry from 150. But anyway, go ahead, Stefan, with your, uh, your review of what's coming up here for golf. Yeah, so big field at the Genesis. It's at the Riviera Country Club, just uh, in the Los Angeles area. Twenty million dollar purse, four million to the winner. Uh, defending champion John Rom. He's uh, he obviously not going to defend, being on uh, being on live. So uh, we need a new guy. Um, I think the 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 guy to go to here is Max Homa. He's an LA guy. He's top 10 in the last four years, including a win in 2021. He was second last year, heartbreaker. Uh, he's coming off a miscut in Phoenix, so not playing great, but should be well-rested, and it gets him to 19-to-1 uh, odds in the uh, Play Now Sportsbook. So I think that's a that's a guy to look at. Very, there you go. very nice. Came prepared. Okay, I love having the bat phone here. Just texted Ben, our friend from Play Now Sports. He said, of course, we're going to have Briar. Just, I'm just making sure for the fans out there. It's a great time to get on to play now. It'll make curling so much more interesting. And if you're there getting drunk with us, we'll have a blast. We'll even play Shinko. We'll figure out a way to play Shinko. I know that's what you're going to say, Steph. He also said we're going to have some sort of promo for the Scotties. Stole Can't that remember. game. You stole that game. 
I stole it. That's all right. Oh, That's all right. It was, like I, love, I love the name. Got, it's like Zuckerberg. Hey, it wasn't going anywhere the way it was. Stefan's not the kind of guy to name a game after himself, though, Barry. That's where you stepped up. and uh... it, it was it was those other guys that did that. But I just took it around <laughs> with it. It's a great Sorry, game. Boys. Yeah, branding branding guy. I I had the I had the game. I stole it from somebody, and Barry took it and made it his own. So that's that's what we love to I'm see. I'm getting an uh, I'm getting an more... app made. I'm getting an app made. There's going to be odds. So if your kid scores, uh, like it goes up, and then uh, there's going to be a few variations. I'm just talking with uh, Siga as we speak and uh, Sasklicker and gaming. There Keep going, go. Stefan. Keep more, going. Uh, yeah, in the in the uh, in the value pick while we're talking about Nick Taylor um on the on the big odds uh a sleeper pick that might be worth uh, throwing a few shekels on here responsibly uh adam svensson uh he is 126 to one uh he's not off to a blazing start this year but he was t9 at riviera last year so if you believe in the horses for courses and uh canadian good karma on tour right now that's that's worth the sprinkle at uh, 126 to one love horses for courses love value picks love it all i'm gonna get uh, after those on the play now sports book if you haven't signed up and you're interested nooner 10 bucks 50 casino 50 sports book let's get into shout outs for synergy ag your local crop input retailer locations all throughout saski even one dabbled into alberta and provost one just down the road highway 33 from regina at le Jord. About uh, 15 minutes out of town and, and sprinkled know, throughout. So all your crop input needs. You know where I got to go? One, uh, one of the kids has a practice. I've never heard I, I've never heard of this place being from Saskatoon. And I guess this rink is just epic. Natural ice, old school, gray, Saskatchewan. I'm sure you've been in that rink, eh, Steph? Never. Oh. He's more of a, uh, what's the, t- uh, hold Walker. fast guy. Big hold fast guy. Waka with That's the my gas shout leak. Out. <laughs> yeah, not not a shout out to uh, Waka for the uh, for the carbon monoxide poisoning earlier <laughs> in the year, but we made up for it with uh, the 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 town of Holdfast. My I coach my son's U15 team, and we had a tournament out out there this weekend, and and uh, just fantastic, all volunteer run. Special uh, shout out to the Fallman family. You got uh, Landon and Brady, are friends of mine that are that are out there. Brady was helping on the Zamboni, and Landon was, uh, he was he's a Bethune bulldog, and he was working flipping burgers in the back. Their their mom Gail is just a saint, runs the whole thing, keeps everything going. Ke- their dad Keenan was on the Zamboni as well. So uh, shout out to the uh, Fallman family and all the volunteers from from Holdfast. They got some. They had a killer tortellini soup that was just unbelievable homemade. Stefan knows a good soup too. So I would, uh, I would vouch for that without trying a tortellini soup. You mentioned the Bulldogs and out that way. I got a shout out for uh, Bethune Bulldogs captain, manager, jack of all trades, Russ Nielsen, won the Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League's inaugural Dale Almer Memorial Award, which obviously we've talked about Dale on this show. Given to the manager exec of the year, hashtag character, hashtag integrity. That was from Paco on uh, Twitter. But Dale's wife, Rhonda, and his sons, Craig and Kyle, presented that to Russ Nielsen from the Bethune Bulldogs. So congratulations to him. And nice to have an award in uh, Dale's name forever in the Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League. That is so cool. That's awesome. 
Um, That's uh, Dale. Dale's a good man. Yeah. Uh, my shout out. It, it's funny because the only one I had, I can't remember where I wrote it down. I didn't get the guy's name. I was at a senior game, but there's always, and you mentioned that family. Just shout out to that small town rink guy. He comes out to every senior game. He'll punch the clock. He'll do whatever. He goes wherever. Just and small town people, and they're there early. They know the schedule, everything. Sometimes it's a girl. Yeah, really just the the bit, the small town rank supporter. And then my other one here, it's kind of from my daughter. My daughter wanted to give a shout out and a get well soon to uh, Brooklyn Flamin from uh, out White City Way. Young girl, they play in the same spring team. She just went in aggressive on a bigger girl, the tournament in the States. And it was a textbook play and just snapped her collarbone by acts like just freak right so hopefully she's back soon i think her grandpa listens to the show so gabby's really worried about her because the growl season is coming up growl it's always growl season Stefan, you got anything uh anything else shout out wise um yeah i've got just a uh i guess I don't know, a uh, shout out twice removed here, maybe, but it's a, it's a shout out from a buddy of mine, uh Dooner listener, uh, Danny Mallow of Auntie Office Products, uh, big, big listener, wanted to drop his name in here, but he wanted to give you guys a shout out. Uh, his wife bought him a bunch of Nooner gear for Christmas and you guys threw in some bonuses. I think it was something about you can't order a hat without getting a toque or something like that. So, um, so shout out to you guys for being good guys at Christmas. That guy is going to be equipped because, uh, she messaged and asked what we had for merch. And I sent her a picture that I took with everything. And she pretty much is like, I'll take one of everything. And I was like, holy. <laughs> That's it's always so cool. nooner merch season. Yeah, Danny's uh Danny's gonna be sporting the nooner for sure for for a while. So yeah, that's awesome. Love to see that. Hey, why don't we talk uh some senior hockey? And uh my first question to you, Stefan, are you gonna have boots on the ground Friday night at the beach at uh, Lumsden home to Drake? That's Friday night, I think, right? Game two. Yep, Friday night. I will uh, have boots for the back half. I got to go to Bethune to uh, practice with the U15s, and then we're going to race back to uh, Lumsden. I was actually in uh, going booked in on the uh, Millsy Express uh, out to Drake last night, and then all of a sudden I saw an email in my inbox pop up about a LBMHA board meeting that I completely forgot about, so I had to go to a minor hockey board meeting instead, but uh, got the uh, got the recap from uh, from Millsy and he said it was a he said it was a solid solid game out there in Drake last night and the good guys came out on top. Sniper driving. Man, that snipe puts on a lot of solid senior hockey miles. Yeah, that'll be uh that's my game of the we're gonna have a senior show obviously tomorrow, but that's kind of my uh Game of the week to watch in Lumsden. They've uh, they've took the Beach Boys name and run with it, and they've got it on the side of a lot of their helmets now, the Beach Boys logo. So I've got some vested interest in uh, Lumsden making a run in Senior A. Senior soiree for Richie Brothers. Why don't you give them a read, youngster? It's always auction season, 12 months of the year, always something happening in the auction world. Farm sale season is just around the corner. Springtime, April is huge on the farm Online auctions now, but farm retirement sales, I think we've got over 55 of them 
in the spring across Western Canada. I've got a few bangers in my area in the Southeast, lots of uh, good things coming up. So if you've got equipment to sell, looking for something to buy, maybe real estate, construction, agriculture, rbauction.com, always auction season. Last Mountain Distillery supports the tarps that we give away for player of the week all season long. Couldn't do it without Last Mountain locally distillery in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. Love everything that they do. It's always Caesar season. Uh, And then this week, we're going to change it up a bit. We're going to give the Last Mountain Player of the Week tarp to Winston Bear who fired up this round lake team and put, gave him a shot and said, let's sir, let's take a shot and go in a provincials here playing from Ochap. Winston, I uh, got a chance to meet him on the weekend. What an awesome human, like just one of like heart and soul loves his senior hockey, loves his hockey. And, and he's uh, he's the big supporter behind this big thing. So we're going to give our last mountain distillery player of the week, senior hockey weapon tarp to, Winston out in Ochap in the Ochap area with the Round Lake Bears. Do you want to get into that interview right now? Yeah, why don't you tee that up? Uh, we've got a few more senior hockey things, but just a little rundown on uh, Round Lake. And just to preface, this was recorded bef- right before game one. So um, a little bit dated in that sense, but you had a chance to catch up with the boys out there in Round Lake. Yep. Here is uh, Winston and Thomas Pratt Jr., Chatting on the sports cage, 620CKRM, about uh, the Round Lake Bears. Winston Bear and Thomas Pratt Jr. joining us from the Round Lake Bears senior hockey team. So, fellas, I don't know who wants to go first here, but you guys are taking on Milestone Game 1 Provincial A this Saturday in Milestone. A lot of hype around this Round Lake Bears team. Where did this idea come from, and how did we end up uh, entering provincials? I guess we, it started probably 50, 50 plus years ago with my with my uh, uncle Louis. That's the original Round Lake, and then uh, we tried getting in a few leagues here, and uh, we couldn't get in. We tried about three three times, and we only got one invite to do a, a proposal, and then it was denied by a few of the leagues. So I said, well. I got a hold of Tom here, and I said, well, let's make a provincial team, and let's prove to them that we, we do belong and we can fit it. Yeah. So you guys, you guys, this isn't just a slap together. We're, we're kind of doing a, a provincial run in Provincial A here. You guys have been playing in quite a few of the First Nation tournaments this year as well, right? Yes. Yeah. For the past three years, because we couldn't get in the league the past three years. So to keep the boys going, I, I, we started the round lake again, and then we uh, we just fly with it. How many how many uh, tournaments have you played in so far this year, Winston? I think we've only done three. Okay, and and you from looking on social media, you guys have been pretty successful. Where were those tournaments, and did you win them all, or how did the uh, how did the team do? We won them all. There's uh, we made about forty thousand this year so far. And uh, last year we were at ninety-eight thousand. We're two thousand dollars short of the last hundred thousand last year. Wow! So coming up this Saturday in Milestone Game One, let, let's maybe talk about the roster a bit. You guys not only have a lot of uh, you know First Nation players from the area and and around that Ochapaways First Nation, but you're also bringing in some. Uh, I guess we can we can call them hired guns, guys to try and get you over the top when competing in the difficult provincial a category uh dwight king john Moraski, 
Colton Yellowhorn, Winston Dayteeth, Tyler Fiddler. I guess you guys have watched a lot of senior hockey. I'm sure you've been out watching the, the other senior leagues and, and provincials and playoffs that are going on. Stupid question here, but you guys feel that uh, that you can compete and you can make a run at this thing in Provincial A? We do, and we are. We're very confident. Arrogant or nothing, but uh, we, we tried to get a big group of good quality hockey players that aren't a uh, bunch of goons and stuff. We just want to play hockey and improve ourselves again. Next weekend, Game 2 is out in Ochapaways, and you guys are expecting a massive crowd in that world-class facility out there what, what are you expecting uh, next saturday we our plan is to just roll the first game like how we would do any other senior hockey game with uh like how we used to do it and but and then if we're thinking if it kind of gets blown on a magnitude we'll kind of i don't know we have a plan here to maybe number seats and Try make it work, right? <laughs> well, this and this is only this is only round one, Thomas. You guys go round two, round three. We're talking. Uh, this is a big show. No, uh, pretty. <laughs> That's exci- what I mean, man. We're, oh boy, we're we're uh, you know, and and this is this is a big deal too. You guys talked about how the the battle to get into any of the leagues and and how you were turned down. This is a big deal for the, the First Nation or Chapways, but they're also the First Nations around. And you guys are going to have First Nations from around Western Canada and probably the country watching and and trying to you know keep track on how you guys are doing. No, you're totally right. Um, just trying to, like I said, it's just about maintaining uh, the image we have here with uh, Round Lake. Here we have a pretty loyal like i said winston said loyal uh hockey players and hockey base like that so kind of that's what makes them more enjoyable to watch right and all these guys are all, all together all the time kind of mm-hmm. um just yeah people just love hearing those names and in the first nation communities and on the reserves and all the tourney circuit that's people always want the big names out there and that's kind of what we try to do and try to bring to the native people kind of like that and yeah. yeah, big thing is not to let our fans down. Eh? We got a bunch of loyal fans that just kind of go all over with us. Also, uh, we tried to get in these leagues. We we were shut down, and uh, nobody ever 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 spoke of that truth and reconciliation. And that's kind of what we thought we'd be running with when we entered those leagues. Mm-hmm. Is the truth and reconciliation that everybody is, is pushing, and that you know. These leagues that we went to, they are in Treaty Four territory, and that's that's our territory. So, will you guys will you guys try again next year? Definitely, we're going to see. Yeah, yeah. Theodore will let us. <laughs> People are excited to to see how this pans out, and uh, like I said, Thomas Pratt Jr. and Winston Bear from the Round Lake Bears. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on the Sports Cage today. Thanks, guys. Hey, uh, yeah, we'll see how Round Lake makes out this weekend at home. That place is going to be buzzing. You know, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a doozy out there as they take on Milestone at Ochapoise this Saturday. Hey, Monday Nooner Bracket Challenge. Just want to quickly shout out the sponsors on the Bracket Challenge who made this possible. Um, if I could turn back time, Tina Turner style, I would have got the Bracket Guy share. to... It's share. Sorry. That's okay. Tina Turner, share, same shit. I'm a Swifty. I don't care about anybody else. Um, if I could turn back time, share style, I would have got bracket guy to make it so that when you filled out the bracket, it emailed you your replies because I am sick and freaking tired of people messaging, asking who they picked in their bracket. 
because nobody did the old write it down on a, on a notepad while you fill it out guy, which would have been the play. I understand we maybe dropped the ball by not having people uh, get their re- responses to them, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like playing blind. It's kind of like playing three card poker at the casino blind and uh, testing your luck because nobody seems to remember who they picked. We do have it set up now that uh, there are standings available that will update as series end. So you are able to see the standings and where you stack up. Uh, we'll keep that updated every time a series ends. Big shout out to the sponsors, though. We couldn't do it without them. GB Construction, again, Beauties, Al Batters, um, Crazy Charlie's Building Supplies. They're big, big shed package people, aren't they? Isn't that uh, yes. what they specialize in? And composite decking. Composite decking, grain bin direct, Devin Spencer. Uh, if you need grain bins, farmers, quote them, and they will uh, come out with their crews, set them up on site, best in the business, competitive pricing. They'll go all over Western Canada to get that done. As of right now, and then the prize. Oh, the prize. It is uh, GNS Marina, the old. The old fishing prize with uh, Belter, who usually t- this is usually his spot to uh, step up on the show. <laughs> He's gonna. I would. Is he? Is he guiding them? Does he come out there? He's probably just getting, he's probably, gonna, dear God, I set, hope not. He's going to set it up. Someone wins it with a truck so they could haul something out there for him. He's got an <laughs> ulterior motive. He's going to be swindling hockey sticks to the winner. <laughs> hey, I've got some ice times at the cooperators if you're interested. <laughs> um, yeah, so. And he'll, he, I don't mind saying that he'll appreciate the chirp. I think there's 26 people tied for first 26 perfect brackets remain in the Monday noon bracket challenge. I said, I was going to pull up some info on uh, Stefan's bracket, which I kind of neglected to do. Although I will say Stefan, you took the Lumsden Monarchs shocker to win senior a over the Wadena uh, Wildcats was your a final. So still in play for you. In uh, Senior A, I don't know who you picked in the other divisions, but uh, riding the Narcs, you love that. Sticking with the hometown boys. What uh, what would you change on the Bracket Challenge next year if you could change one thing? You're a staunch supporter of it, Stefan. You hear a lot of people like it. Do they hate it? Well, I think we just need to get it on the Play Now app somehow. We need some odds on there, and we need to be able to sprinkle a little bit. Like I, I think that would be uh, uh, maybe a good co-branding opportunity for the Nooner. So oh, guys would be throwing games left and right. You know, oh yeah, yeah. You mean I can get collect sticks and gas and win money off this double dip season? There is a, uh, I will say without saying too much, there is a senior hockey player who actually is a odds maker for a large sports book. And he was wanted to come on and he was going to handicap the senior provincials. And we kind of dropped the ball. And by the time I got in contact with him, they'd already started and he's busy and we're busy. But we do want to get this odds maker on to talk odds at some point. And it would have been fun to, uh, to have those handicapped. But uh, I don't think they'll ever be available legally with uh, play now. Saskatchewan. I like uh, the one thing, the the matchup that everyone was talking about is uh, that Keniston Lanigan. And I guess that was a good hockey. I'm really intrigued on game number two. While we're talking about Keniston, let's talk about Western sales. Our John Deere dealer, Rosetown, Elrose, Davidson, Bigger, Outlook, and Central Butte. 
big Nooner supporters. Get out there and buy a tractor from them. Buy something from them. That'd be awesome. 185 employees. They've been around for 76 years. They give out $250,000, at least two hundred fifty a year to just charities and whatnot. Big stars, ambulance supporters, 30 part technicians, 150 years combined experience. And they have 14 mil in parts sitting around. Western sales, local John Deere dealer. Thank you for being a part of the Monday Nooner. We'll talk more senior as well on the senior show. We'll get more in depth on all those uh, series yeah. and playoffs and, and the full gamut here before the end of the week. So we need uh, Stefan. You got some sort of collectible weird question tirade for high tech profiles. You got anything that falls into there? Make something up. <laughs> well, I was just in the Holdfast Arena, and they have an old Sastel dial phone on the wall that was uh, uh, probably pretty collectible i would say um i don't know that uh you would get much for it in a ritchie brothers auction but uh um that's that's the uh it, it was actually like taking a step back in time going into that rink and the sas telephone was just the that was the cherry on top high tech profiles anything metal i don't have the read in front of me sorry trent meyer we we said hey trent invite us to the shop we want to do a live show Trent might have to come and have some beers and do our live show at the Briar. Trent Meyer, high-tech profiles, Saskatoon and Regina, around the clock. They got tube laser cutting, some sort of thing that jumps up and down. I gave him a lead, and he, oh, fuck, I forget what it's for, and he, they did something that they don't do. They're pretty intense, though. Anything metal. I, uh, uh... Trent's a friend of the friend of the shovel did a did a backyard uh, with with him and we were actually talking I think we should maybe do a little bit of a uh, promo the Monday nooner fireplaces would probably be a, a great uh, retail item at the rusty shovel maybe we need to uh, we can't let have let, can't let Donnie urine have all the fun with that here's my question did you know Trent before the nooner or did the power of the nooner bring you two together the power of the nooner. The power of the nooner. It's a love story, Taylor Swift style. That's it's cool. Oh, cool. that's bringing that's... bringing people together since 2020. Monday nooner. The, o- the only the only uh, client sponsor that we didn't mention is our beauties, and it's going to be going down at the patch Briar style original 16. Great Western brewing. Hey. Sean Stefan, what's your favorite Great Western beer? You won't offend anyone by saying if it's you know one or the other. Which one? Well, you know what I've been going to is the ultras. Like for a for a just a going out beer where you want to sip on something, mm. but you're not getting too involved. It's a it's a great tasting uh, low cal, which uh, I mean isn't working very well for me, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, that's a that's a great go to at, at events. Oh, the ultras low carb guy. Stefan, you were uh, spot on this week. Thanks for coming on. One more plug for the rusty shovel for the boys. Give us a little, uh, little 25 second teaser of what's going on at the shovel, how we can get in contact and so on and so forth. Yeah, we're gearing up for for spring, and uh, I I appreciate you guys having me on and uh, fighting through my terrible suburban craven internet here. So uh, thank you very much for for that. But I did have a mic, so I'm one up on Belter. Um, 
But uh, as far as the shovel goes, we've got uh, our winter booking through February and then March, we get into the home show. So we'll be into the home show. I've got some overstock items that we're going to be putting on special um, here for the for the spring that are going to be uh, just at ridiculously low prices to try and get out. So uh, give me a message about that. Stop by the home show, see us, uh, stop by the showroom and see us. And we would love to get you into some material for the spring. Let's make a deal. One of the best game shows ever going on at the rusty shovel landscape right. shop. That was Thanks awesome. a lot, Sean. Good job. Thanks boys.